everybody, welcome to my podcast. Rachel Paling here and today I am delighted to be speaking with Steve Flinders. And Steve is a marvellous professional in the coaching world and I'd love you, Steve, to say hello to everybody and, and give everybody a little bit your background. Uh, hello everybody, uh, my name is Steve Flinders. I live in Malta. After spending 20 years in the UK, co-running a training company there, and before that, living in Paris and various other places, um, I have a background in professional language training, but I also do a certain amount of freelance journalism and consultancy. And uh, latterly, before I uh, left my, my full-time training position in York in the UK, I did a training course to become a qualified coach. So I now have an international leadership and management uh, level seven qualification in executive mentoring and coaching. And uh, I love coaching, writing and teaching. And it's quite interesting to think about the relationships between the three of them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you must also find there's quite a lot of synergies and, and fascinating connections between all. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. Uh, I think that um, a lot of language training involves coaching techniques. And I think a lot of language trainers are doing a lot of coaching without really realising what they're doing. I mean, I think we when we start talking about coaching, and I used to train line managers in companies how, how to adopt a more coaching approach to being a boss. I think we start with the basic question of telling and asking, how much time do you spend in your job telling, and how much time do you spend asking? Of course, a lot of people have never thought about that question, and they yes. are sometimes shocked by the answer. Yeah. And if the boss decides or realizes that he's been or she's been spending 70 or 80% of their time telling people what to do rather than asking those people what they think is the best thing to do, then they start beginning to see that maybe there's another approach to the way they manage. And it's exactly the same with teaching. A lot of teachers traditionally have told their students what to do. And by thinking about that question, they can start maybe increasing the amount of asking. And one of the things they can begin to ask about is what the objectives of the learner are in the classroom and why they're doing a course and so on. Mm. Mm. And interestingly, you know, you and I were speaking about this before, that, you know, teachers are intuitively shifting uh, what would you say are the let's say the poignant points that you're noticing in the language training field at the moment well i think that uh, a lot of language teachers and that's not just teachers of professional and business english but uh, teachers of general english as well are first of all addressing this question of uh putting the learner at the centre of the learning process. I mean, learner training is nothing new, but uh, maybe 20 or 30 years ago it was uh, a bit marginal. I think it's now become mainstream. 
And also, as we were discussing earlier, um, learners are more sophisticated. Uh, they have not been brought up with very conservative methodologies in the secondary schools like their parents' generation. And they also have more sources for learning the language that they want to learn. So uh, for all those reasons, the, the environment, the learning environment in the classroom is much more complex. Mm. And uh, it's important for uh, teachers and learners to, to navigate navigate away through this complexity and to negotiate uh, you know a clearer a clear understanding of what people are going to do in the classroom and why yes yes so what would you say language coaching is well I'm a little bit as you know <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, hesitant about uh, the phrase the, the, the label language coaching so maybe it's a little bit pedantic, but uh, there is a, uh, a, a, an interesting coach, Michelle Hunter, who's working in southern Germany, Germany, who talks about a coaching style of teaching. And I think I prefer that phrase, a coaching style of teaching. And what does that mean exactly? I think it means, first of all, encouraging learners to think about, A, how sorry what their objectives are going to be for their learning and secondly how they learn and how they learn best in my experience in language training still mainly with business people if you ask a learner at the beginning of a language course what his or her objectives are they're very often very very unclear about what those objectives are so i think it's really important to spend time helping learners to define those objectives and also to keep monitoring what those objectives are because they're going to change during the period of the course. Absolutely. And then secondly, uh, thinking about learning and how they learn, people are quite unaware of differences of learning style, particularly with regard to language, I think, uh, between each other. So I think it's really important to spend time on that. So I think altogether, you know, when I'm doing a training course, I think I'd probably spend 25% or 30% of my time uh, talking about this, encouraging, asking questions, encouraging the learner to think about what his or her targets are, how, she's going to, how she or he is going to reach them, and what the best learning style to reach those objectives would be. Right. And some people are quite shocked about that because they're asking whether they're getting value for money. But I think I think actually it's a, a really useful long term investment to do that. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, you're reminding me now very much the trend, you know, with neuroscience and everything is learning how to learn. Right. And yeah. that is the secret to to learn faster and more efficiently for each and every one of us, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, and I think we're probably just on the on the verge of a, a real learning revolution. I mean, it's been hinted at uh, uh, quite a lot in the last ten or twenty years, but I think a lot of the the stuff that's been talked so far about left brain and right brain thinking and so on has been extremely simplistic. But uh, my limited understanding of neurology is that uh, there are really 
incredible breakthroughs in our understanding about the way the brain works now. And we're going to see some really dramatic changes in the next 10 or 20 years in our understanding of all this. And uh, yes. hopefully we'll be able to import this understanding into the, into the classroom as well. Well, that's exactly what we are doing with neural language coaching. So we are bringing the neuroscience in practical terms and we're having some amazing breakthroughs, you know, with people who are learning much quicker than ever before. And actually, um, Michelle and I were talking, Michelle and I did a, a podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. And, and yes, uh, Michelle was talking about the coaching style. And I do agree, you know, it is that, that difference of how we deliver and making it even from from our perspective into a brain friendly style so that we are helping the brain to stay calm in the right place with the right chemistry and then as you say getting people into identifying how they learn because we're all different yeah i think actually that that point about calm and happiness and relaxation is a is a pretty important one. I mean, when we ran our business in York, York Associates, uh, we always tried to create a welcoming and friendly atmosphere because uh, people get very stressed about learning a language. Very often they need to improve their language or they think they need to improve a language for their jobs and so on. Uh, they're stressed because of their experiences in secondary schools some years ago and so on. Yeah. And if you put somebody at their ease and make them feel good about what they can do rather than bad about what they can't do yeah. and make them see, you know, that actually they can do a lot more than they thought they could do very often, yeah. then I think, you know, that kind of positive thinking and that kind of relaxed approach can be really, really helpful to a lot of people. Yes. A lot of, a lot of people you know, have psychological issues rather than kind of formal, technical or mechanical language learning issues, I think. Yeah, yeah, the emotional blocks that we've all had with language. I know I've had them when I started with all my languages. So, yes. Right, Steve. well, all your languages, how many languages do you speak? Um, well, um, at the moment, I'm up to Spanish, French, Italian, Catalan because I live there and I'm, I'm quite good with it when I'm there, but not when I'm not there. Uh, German and I'm just starting with Russian so uh, that's my next challenge where I'm sure I'll have some emotional blockages there um, so yes yes different, different emotional blockages for different languages well that's, that's very right. impressive because I only speak one foreign language which is French so maybe I really need to do more practicing what I preach when I talk <laughs> about this kind of thing well, we're, we're all on that pathway now of uh, developing how each and every one of us learn, you know, so maybe I can come into my Russian and you can come into some of the other languages too. So, But you're on Malta, so um, interesting language that they speak there as well, isn't it? Yeah, really, really diff difficult. I'm afraid I've copped out of learning Maltese for the time being. It's, a, it's an Arab-based language, yes. so I'm sort of cheating and trying to concentrate on French and Italian. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Steve, super to, to hear you and super to hear with your experience, you know, this, this angle that, that you also um, bring in. Because I, I do think it's important that people start to understand what we are doing with coaching, you know, you with your experience as an executive um, coach and, and also bringing in the style. And I do agree with you, it is that that style more than anything else. Um, rather than sitting helping people with life goals, we are there helping them with language goals. Um, and it's the principles, the, the models from coaching, which can help 
enhance the learning process? Absolutely. Well, if I could just close by doing a, a plug, uh, German listeners to your podcast will be familiar with a magazine called Business Spotlight. And in the issue coming out in February 2019, there's going to be an article which I've uh, written, which introduces people to you know, coaching in general, coaching for beginners. And inside the article, of course, is going to be an, uh, an interview with Rachel Paling about language coaching. So people will be able to read this article and read more about coaching and about language coaching. Steve, thank you. Thank you very much for that. And yes, um, we'll, I think I'll be looking forward to, to get that business spotlight as well in February too. So thank you very, very much. And Pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Bye, Rachel. I will close this podcast, everybody, by saying watch this space because we have another wonderful expert from the language field coming in for the next podcast about what is language coaching. Bye-bye. <laughs>